Evening, everyone. Tim, May the fans' verdict, where you, the fans, get your opinions on the latest games that have just finished. Uh, we'll, obviously, we can get your opinions on the women's game if you get any um, news and info. That is currently free, free, um, going in the extra time. So we'll try and keep you updated. If uh, you beat us to the punch, then just post up and we'll flash it up as well to get everyone informed. Um, Let's like I say, let's get your opinions through about the uh, fantastic two nil two uh, nil win away at Huddersfield Town this afternoon. A brace from João Pedro, um, two fantastic goals by him, uh, ever enhancing his uh, growing reputation. So uh, yeah, let's get straight to it, um, guys and girls. Man of the matches as always, Robbie. Evening, mate. He's, he's come straight on. Evening, gents. Um, yeah, uh, as always, we're in association with the Watford Football Club. Former players confronted by Luther Blissett and Neil Price, Watford's son, obviously Luther Blissett, Watford's greatest player. Head on over to facebook.com forward slash TaylorMade players. And I'm joined by, um, once again, Sir Dunk. Evening, mate. Good evening. How Good evening. Right. Okay. So, yeah, Dunk, what's your take on that, mate? Because um, uh, our, my short version of that is pretty much job done. Um, good day's work and off we go. Yeah, I say it's not really dissimilar to that. It was a game that we expected to win. We did make hard work of it, especially in the first half. Second half, we definitely got more into it. And eventually the quality of the of our forward line came through, despite the best efforts at times. I think Bakuna, given the reason he was brought into my view, Bakuna, was because we needed to get Pedro further forward. But he can play the deeper role, and he was doing it to a good standard. But the problem is, we don't have anyone like Pedro in the squad. So if you put him too far back, we've got nobody who can then get on the end of chances like he's able to, apart from maybe Davis on a good day. So seeing the difference today was Pedro Pedro Brace. That alone justifies Bakuna's signing, even if it was a little bit of a panic signing, because we had no one else in midfield. Hmm. Yeah, exactly, mate. And we, we discussed this yesterday, me and Super Danny Iron. And we, we said, look, you, we can't ask for any more in terms of signings because there's no one else out there. And Bakuna was, if there is a short list of still available free transfers, he's, I think he's certainly the best of the bunch. And mm. with the experience that he's got, he's been training with the side for a few weeks now. So he's already knows the team. It's not like we signed him on Thursday and he'd be trucked in for training for a day just to see how he is and then um, straighten the starting lineup. So uh, the bedding in period has um, been very good on him. And, you know, hats off to Billich and the staff are getting him in early and getting him training, as indeed Martins as well. So when he comes in in January, he's already had that short time, you know, getting accustomed to our fantastic British weather. And just before before he starts, uh, uh, Halsey, evening, guys. He said, Stan, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, boys and girls, obviously. Like we said, we'll try and keep you updated with the women's um, game that's going on at the moment. It uh, gets hashtag United at the Watford training ground that's currently free-free going into extra time. And it's still um, free-free as well. Yeah, so, um, yeah, my, my quick assessment of that is, I mean, the first half was, people say it's stable, but... In terms of just the performance, I thought it was poor first half. I mean, we had one or two chances, um, especially with Pedro's one that he scuffed with his left foot. But obviously, we can forgive him for that because it potentially could have been a hat-trick. But he scored two fantastic goals in the second half. Second half was miles better. Um, I think we just seemed to force the issue a bit, uh, much, much more. I think Huddersfield had the better of the play in the first half. So, you know, you could tell they're a team... 
um, that are struggling, you know, the, the chances that they had, you know, if we were giving teams in the Premier League those sort of chances, the evidence was there last season, they put them away. Um, I think that's one saving grace in the Championship that these some of these sides need five or six chances to put a chance away. So I think in that sense, in the first half, we got away with it. But I think Danny Iron put up a good point on his Facebook that we could have been two or three up first half also with um, one or two chances that we did have. Um, but so yeah, second half, Miles, Miles improved. Certainly the better side out of the two and the two goals that he scored. The near post one, you know, looking at it from a Huddersfield point of view, he was probably disappointed. But in terms of the Watford point of view, it's a fantastic strike by Pedro. Didn't give the keeper much chance, full, full of pace and precision. Great finishing, second second goal. Great cross, fantastic header. Deliberately directed, as indeed what he did against Wigan as well, away. And uh, yeah, like I said before, job done. And another clean sheet, which is bodes well too. You know, if we look at the two, okay, it's a shocking performance in many ways against Hull at Vicarage Road, but there's two clean sheets in a row now. Um, in those Glutcher games, we've you know we're onwards and upwards. We've got the likes of Millwall coming up as well, so that won't be an easy game. But there'll be games that we're looking at if we're going to push for the top two. We need to be winning. Um, if we're being honest, I know in every game, and Billich has been saying this every single game, we've got to play it down the expectations a little bit because every game is tough. And this was no, you know, this was evidence that that is that is the case because they did try and push forward. And, you know, get the early advantage. They seem Sorry. to be the better side in most ways in the first half. But uh, I think um, the class showed through today. Um, don't want to sound too arrogant, but I think you could tell in the second half who was um, who was fighting for promotion, who was fighting relegation. Certainly first half, you wouldn't have thought that with either side, to be honest. But, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with that. Certainly, like Danny said, um, yesterday, we've, we have to bounce back. We have to put in a decent performance. And I think, in, on the whole, that was pretty decent, I think. Yeah. Can you see why I'm um, putting a screen share request, by the way, to back up what you were saying earlier? Yeah, go you were saying it, about being an even game. And to be honest, to me, while I was watching the game, it didn't seem like they had that high-quality chances. But actually, see down here, the goals expected was actually, I say, complete parity. 1.12, 1.11, pretty much identical. So, as you're saying, Huddersfield needed, as you say, six, seven chances to try and have a chance of a, to actually get a shot on goal. Mm. There is a surprise that surprised me when I was looking at because I was expecting it to be more leaning towards us because we had that Davies miss, which seemed quite a big miss, for example. I think was that the first half he came in he was played in by either pedro most likely i think it was mm. played him on the right hand side of the defense he jinked past his man aimed onto his left foot and just shanked it well wide i thought that would be much higher quality chance than it was because it just span away yeah they say so got that that's your pedro miss there as well that's the one that he couldn't quite get onto and you see the one he scored there like 10% chance. Those are the two he actually scored. Sod's law. The, the easiest chance of the lot by a distance he gets is the one he fluffs for a Toycon get a hat trick. Which sounds obvious, but as you can just see it's backed up a little bit there. So it matches the eye test. Yeah, no, that's good, mate. And uh, Stato again, mate. Well done pulling that one out of the bag. Uh, but yeah, look, we, we seem to... I, I, I know you said just before we went live that we have been struggling recently to put 
put certain chances away. And, you know, today was sort of evidence first off, I say second half, yeah. much improved. And we did put away the chances and got the win and the fantastic finishes. And um, we walk away happy. But, yeah, there's certain chances in games if we're not having the, we're not having the lion's share of possession. The games are tight. You know, a lot of teams will come to, especially at the Vic, and play a tight game. And we've seen that before. The holes, the commentaries, the QPRs play a very rigid system, try and isolate us in midfield. And we've got to put away chances. We only have two chances a game. I know it sounds depressing, but we need to put at least one of them away. And that'll be the same if we do go on this run and we do get promoted, fingers crossed. You know, if we if we get up into that division again, we've got to learn to put away chances because chances will be at a premium. A um, little bit more less than that in the Championship. Like I say, a lot of teams are having about four or five chances to put away one goal, uh, to convert into one goal. Um, Premier League's not going to be it's going to be much <laughs> much more brutal. There's going to be one or two chances and then there's a goal. So we've got to learn from that quick quickly. But at the moment, we're grinding out results and teams that get promoted, teams that win trophies do that. So, yeah. Yeah, on yeah. the face Stan of that, I'm really happy. Yeah. Stan B put quite well there. I think the performance was like the Hive live stream I got. Lots of buffering and important phases of the game. It was a very, <laughs> very, it was a very, that's quite a good analogy to be honest. I like that. I yeah, think they're trying to, trying to games. mix the game again, weren't they? Sorry, mate. Go on, yeah. carry on. That's right. I'm just reading out what Stan B put because actually I agree with a lot of this. First goal in three games does play. It definitely did, because I think last game it really showed, and I think that's partly why the Bakuda signing came in as well. All this was in the works because without Pedro, we look quite dull in attack at times. We need that incision he brings. That's part, and he got he got a brace. That's exactly why he got a first goal in three games or two, technically. Mm. Mm, definitely, mate. Um, just big shout out to um, Watford women who have just gone four three up um, in extra time. So uh, that's um, marching on. They were actually two one up and three one up as well. And hashtag managed to fight their way back. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it could stay four um, three. So that's um, uh, so defender hand head pass uh, Bamford from Bradley's corner and puts us back in the lead. So that's four three uh, to the women against hashtag United. Right, yeah, um, Gary. Gary said, evening, Gary says, thought Tom had a good game, especially setting up for the first goal. Indeed, mate. Um, Robbie also echoing the fact that there's no easy games. There's no easy games. Huddersfield at bottom, fighting for their lives. You have to fight for every point in this league. I think the um, the thing taken from this game as well, you've got to earn your right to play football in this league. Yeah. You know, the pitches ain't going to be the best. Okay, most of them are pretty decent to be honest I mean obviously not like it was in the 90s and 80s certainly not but yeah exactly but you have to in this league you got physically you got to earn your right to play football as well and I think we've done that today yeah I think what we've seen a lot of problems with in the, in our team in midfield generally without Imran Loser is that we don't have many players capable of carrying the ball forward Kayembe on a good game can do that, but it's like watching Bambi on ice. Deli Bishuru is a lot more agile. There's something I was saying to Pitch before, before the um, podcast, actually, where when he's watched Kayembe turn, it's like watching Sebastian Prudel after like 2017. He takes an age, whereas Bishuru is a lot more agile and can turn on a sixpence. It makes such a difference. It means he can carry out of more dangerous situations 
And although the goal itself didn't need that lev that level of agility just to run forward a bit, the fact he could actually take it on the turn, then progress it forward, is a difference. And it's nice to see him starting to get more of an established role, where it seems like he's a player who can take the ball, move it forward. His passing isn't great. It's not bad, but it's not great. I wouldn't trust him to try and pass a ball like Loser can, for example. But he can at least help this, tick the team along. A bit like Chowdhury. Chowdhury isn't a great passer, but he's got a good tempo to his game. He can make quick, safe passes, which don't hurt the attack of a team. They keep the tempo quick enough to keep it going. And I think Bashir is in a similar mould there. Mm, that's what Stan B said. What run Telebashiru? Uh, he has the potential. I mean, it, it dunk. Right. Here's a question for you. Everyone say, come end of February, March time. Everyone, every midfielder's fit. Who's your who's your two or who's your three? If we're playing a four-three-three first, um, who's your three that you would put in midfield? If everyone's fit, oh, that is a tough one. I know so, it's a tough one because no, we're never going to have it. All of them one. fit, are we? So losers a guarantee there. I think so. Imran Loser, that's an absolute guarantee. Chowdhury is there on merit, so you'd have Loser and Chowdhury. Then it's between Gosling, we'll have to, just, even on that basis, Gosling will have to do his out for the season, so we'll discount him from this one. That would leave us Bishiru Aspria. That would then leave us Cleverly and Bakuna. I think I'd probably go for Bashiru. I think he's He's not great defensively, but he's not poor. And I think the difference, Kembe is more physical. I think he's more capable at, at disrupting attacks. But I think Bashir is better at linking attack, and that's what we need more of. So I'd rather have Loser, Chowdhury, and Dede Bashiru for my midfield three if everyone was available. And right. then rotate cleverly. Right, if you had a... Okay, I'll, I'll give mine in a minute. But okay, two older midfielders that like we're doing at the moment, who would you have? If it was only two now. Oh, okay. Loser again, Chowdhury. I think those would be my two. Yeah, if I have a three, I'd have um, Dele Bashiro at this at this point. Dele Bashiro, Chowdhury, and then loser in front of them. Um, if it was a double, then yeah, it'd be loser and Chowdhury. I Don't think, forget, um, we've got um, Kone and Martins coming in in January as well. Yeah, it might. Kone, my opinion might change with that. But Martins is more of a forward. So Martins if we have, is where Semmel would be. Yeah, yeah. I think if it's a three, three in front of them, then yeah, uh, right. I think um, the women have now gone. Um, yeah, the five three up now, so that's pretty. Hopefully, fingers crossed. That's pretty much sorted in um, that that game. So that's five three up against hashtag United. It finished three three at full time, and obviously this is in extra time now. So um, as Poppy makes it five, so well done, well done to the women. Um, Right, he's got a Spree, a loser, and Bakuna. Yeah, you can't really um, rule out Bakuna as well. Very good one, Stan. Um, Chowdhury will be a big miss. He goes Absolutely. unnoticed. Um, he does really. I mean, cleverly had that for years where a lot of his hard work was going unnoticed. Not because no one, people dislike him or anything like that, but he's, he's one it's of those players. In role. Yeah, exactly. And one of those players up in the top level was Dennis Irwin that he used to, for years, he'd do all the hard work. You wouldn't get very underrated. You wouldn't get very um, much, you wouldn't get much of the plaudits. And it's a similar sort of thing with Chowdhury. Um, sorry, 
cleverly does that as well. Cleverly's another one, and Chowdhury's no different. I think Robbie's got his spot on there that he does a lot of hard work that a lot of people don't watch um, or don't notice. Um, not for any particular reason. Obviously, they're watching um, the players, uh, you know, more forward in in the, um, you know, more forward up up top. You know, the the Spears, the Sars, and players like that to not notice what hard work that even possibly Kiembe. And you know, I'm a big critic of Kiembe, but he's he's another one. Like you said, physically, he's um, up to disrupting play when he's on it. Um, it's just a shame that he hasn't been on it much um, this season. But he is there's a very good player. I think that's um, frustration with me. I know that Kiembe is a good player. We just need to see more of it, I think. But um, yeah, that at the moment, uh, that midfield, you know, Bakuna, Bakuna, plenty of experience. I've I had no doubt when he got put in the starting lineup today that I was uh, I was like, good, let's give him a go. Let's see what, what he can do. And I thought he didn't didn't have a bad game, to be honest. Yeah, he'll have harder games than that for sure. But you can't put you can't play what's put in front of you, and what he did was fine. He's not going to be a starting eleven player. He's going to be round the bench and be almost. It sounds a bit cruel, but almost squad filler in case you get these injuries crisis again. And given our medical department in history, that's quite likely. So I think it's a safe bet. It's one that you can't go wrong with, and it enables our most important player to be at the been ascended the pitch more exactly mate and uh Kafka's Kafka's uh saying this is really something we need to build on um today's game you know obviously we could take the point from the whole city game as well because like like I've already said it's two clean sheets now but the victory really needed a victory today and like you said there'll be harder games but it's certainly looking at it now in hindsight it was the perfect game to put Bakuna in because it's not a top of the table clash where a lot of players, it's you know, pace wise more than physically, I think is the worrying thing with Bakuna. I think physically, I think he's got it. You see him throwing himself about today. I think it's certain times in that game, it was the quick turn off the ball from certain players that he, I think the the match fitness will come and it will, yeah, it won't be got so much of hindrance. What's that? Yeah, we've got problem. the yellow. Yeah, got definitely. Yeah. Cheers, Stan. He's put, he put it up as well. It's half, half time in the extra time now, 5-3 to the women. So hopefully that will uh, remain like that. So, yeah, well done to the women so far. Yeah, let's have your man of the matches, um, guys and girls, from today's game against um, Huddersfield Town. Yeah, um, Dunks, what, who was your um, man of the match or, your, or say, top three? Or, Ooh, from top today's three. Game? Let's do in no particular order then. And yeah, really impressed me. He's definitely in that top three. And Gakia, I'm really liking the look of. He looks like he's settled. He looks like he's... What's nice is he's actually putting his whole body into challenges, and it helps, like Chowdhury does. Chowdhury doesn't often lose a 50-50 because he's put his whole body on the line for each tackle. And Gakia does the same. He locked down a lot of that play. He got... He allowed one shot to his inside, cutting inside in the second half, which went high and wide. But otherwise, he really held his own, own effectively on that on that side really well. I thought. Denebishiru again, obviously big big part in the goal itself, mm. but also that he, as we talk, I know I don't want to repeat myself too much. Just carried it well, kept the attack ticking over. I think he, I think he needs a little bit more confidence or a bit more work defensively. I think he can be a little bit too lightweight there. Forgivably, 
he brings too much good at the moment. We need bodies anyway, so we could be doing a lot worse. So I would say Bashiru would go in that list, and obviously Pedro is a big one. Yeah, yeah, I think Pedro is definitely my man of the match, mate. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, Pedro's man of the match. But um, shout out to Cabaselli. I think I'll take what you said today. I think he had a much better game today. Um, yeah. Looked a bit more solid. My other two, um, it's really hard for this, but I've I put Cathcart in there. I thought he was solid today. Great experience at the back. I think him and Cabs did well there. Yeah, um, yeah. Cabs is not in me free man of the matches, but he's that's a special shout out to him. Yeah, I agree with Ngaki. I thought he was excellent today. I really do. I was really impressed with Ngaki. He's really come on. Hopefully, like um, Kafka saying, it's something to build. And I think a few players, including Ngaki, let's hope for the that's um, start of things to come. I thought Kamara played really well today. I think most of them put in a shift. Bashiru's up there. Um, if I had a top five, Bashiru, I thought was excellent today. I think, you know, there's still more to come from him. He's not the finished article, was it? Was it? Yeah, it wasn't magnificent, but I thought in terms of what he had to do, um, the midfield battles that he had, I thought he'd done excellent today. Yeah. So, you know, this, like I say, more to come. He's still got to grow into that. He's been up, been out for quite a long time. You know, some really bad injuries and. For the last two games, I thought he's done really, really well. So, yeah, plenty of potential there. Let's hope we can build on it. Sorry, Dunk. Same Go on, mate. I'm saying same with Ngakia. He's had the back injury we didn't know about. Obviously, I think it was... Was it the hamstring or was it another calf or something that kept him out under... Well, what was that? Um, Ngakia. Yeah, it was Ngakia. I think yeah. it was hamstring. Same, same issue with Bashiru. You, you, the worry is, any player who's been out for a period of time, you think, after the first game, Oh God, just please stay fit. Please, for fuck's sake. Don't get injured. We need you. Uh, and I think at the moment, everyone's sort of holding their breath a little bit whenever they play, thinking, he's made the sprint. Please don't pull up. He's made the tackle. Please don't stay down. Because I don't know if you remember, about 10 minutes before the end, we heard on the... Um, I was into the Hive Life commentary when it, wasn't, when it wasn't buffering every two minutes. And I remember hearing the dreaded words... Oh, Bashir is holding his calf from the commentary team. It's like, oh no, not again. No. Yeah, you just just a deep <laughs> sigh in it every time that happens. You're thinking, oh God, not again. Here we go. Another one. And that's it's the worry you, with yeah. these players. Exactly it. Mm. Yeah, yes, mate, definitely. And uh Stan saying betting um without Pedro, then in Gaki and Sema. That's another shout out for Sema. He's been possibly our most consistent performer this season you know always gone it goes unnoticed a lot of the lot of the hard work he does and he did that the same when we were in the championship last time he hasn't got that amazing amazing x factor that most people think that you need in the premier league which you probably do actually but in terms of his hard work Zema can play in multiple um, roles especially on the left hand side and yeah at the moment Zema's my my uh, player of the season just purely on his consistent performances i think his work rate is excellent. Yeah, apart from Pedro, I'd go with that. I'd have Pedro for my player of the season, followed by Semmer, I think, simply because he's reliable. He'll play every game, puts in a shift. As you say, he can play winger, wing-back, even plays midfield. I think he plays a midfield today at one point yep. at the end. He's one of those players that... I don't. He's not Premier League capable for me, but in the Championship and even the Premier League at a pinch... He's someone every squad needs. A hard-working, humble player 
who will give you a full shift every game without complaint and won't throw up a fuss if he doesn't play either. He'll just bide his time and pro- try and prove the manager wrong. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll cart back on when we were looking at the midfield. Yeah, Coney is a quality signing for the especially in the championship. A young, hungry player uh, who's got who's got World Cup experience, international experience. The same with mm. Martins. Okay, be it in the under twenties, but you look at the forward line at the moment. We haven't got any um, lack of forwards there, and I think Davis just needs a dance partner up there that can. Um, pull off of him and Pedro's Pedro at the moment's the one. I think he does all the all the gritty hard work of holding the ball up and uh, was unlucky <laughs> apart from um the scuff that he did first up. But I think he was unlucky not to get on the score sheet as well because he does work hard. He's you know most people see him as just a big lump up front but he did a lot of very good work for Forrest last season and we're starting to see that in fits and spurts there. But I think going into the second half of the season with these additions that we're bringing in, I think defensively yeah. we're bringing one or two. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> being a few more injury um, three months, then I really do think we'll be pushing for these top two spots. But let's hope, you know, it's easier said than done. This championship is one of the hardest leagues. Um I do think it's one of the hardest leagues in the world, you know, both yeah. top and bottom. You know, any team could beat any team on any given day. So let's let's wait and see, mate. Yeah. I'm looking forward to I'm really looking forward to Martin Batch. Actually, before I go on to that, Ian Hiles. Yeah, I'd agree with this. Sar should be getting a mention today. Heels there or thereabouts. He would have had would have scored more than an excellent save by the Huddersfield keeper. Yeah. That True. point blank header. Forgot about that completely. Absolutely right. That point blank head of was all anywhere but there. Commentary said it well. He called it too well. Anywhere but down the middle, and the keeper would not have even had a hope of it. Speaking yeah. of the keeper, I don't know what was on his gloves, but he wasn't holding anything today. He had that long range, that sort of 35 yarder from side, just really misjudged. Maybe it knuckled in the air last moment, which I'd understand more. Because I hate trying to catch knuckleballs. Oh yes, I remember that one. Yeah, I thought I was wondering what happened, and someone said it moved. I think and... It knuckleballed that one. But then in the second yeah. half, there was one which bounced, which he tried to catch, and it bounced off, which made less sense. I mean, you I know more than me, but I've played goal Sunday league as well, and the ball moves. It's really hard to judge it. Yeah, I think the first was a really nasty knuckleball. It looked worse. It looked like an error on TV because they didn't give a good replay, but I think it knuckleballed in one of the angles quite nasty at the very last moment. Mm. So that 35-yarder from Sarah in the first half was just a nasty movement one he hit really nicely. And then the sales, another one, I can't think who it was, he just misjudged and he parried it quite badly. Mm. I'm yeah, looking forward like... to Martins. I'm really looking forward to Martins from Fluminense joining us. From someone I trust quite a lot in terms of because they're very good at not just stats analysis, they're actually good at scouting generally. Have a really good eye for it. Basically saying a mixture of Richarlison and Pedro in the good aspects. Richarlison's sort of um, movement in the box mixed with Pedro's flair on the ball. He's going to be so one over really, prospect, really high hopes for him. Yeah, yeah, so do I, mate. When I found out we're signing him, I thought, Jesus, <laughs> that's not bad that's signing there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I slag off the recruitment a lot. Uh, me personally, but you know, there's a few players that have got it right with Richarlison, um, in terms of his value and the, the potential of the player, uh, Pedro and Martins. So, we've had we've had a few decent signings, I mean, we've had some real shite, but 
you know, when we've gone over to Fluminese, we seem to pick out the best of their players. So hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, Touchwood, you know, Martins is going to be one of those. But like you said, from what your um, colleagues have seen so far and what we've seen, um, really big high hopes. Very good. Yeah, very, very high hopes. I'll completely mirror that, mate. Um, right. Okay. So next one is Boxing Day. Mill, mate, I'll give you a quick, get you a quick prediction. Obviously, we'll preview this um, on Friday. But um, what's your prediction for Mill or home, mate? Mill, I'm actually, given we lost 3 0 to them, I think it was the last time, wasn't it, on their turf? I'm actually going to be quite, I'm going to say draw, a goalless draw. I don't think. Obviously, being on home turf, we'll be able to play our game more. But we underestimated Millwall's directness last time, and I worry we won't be able to fully match that. So I'm going to go for maybe actually a 1-1 draw. Cool. I'm worried about that. It's one of those real banana skin games, which has already been demonstrated this season. Hmm. Definitely, mate. Right. Okay. We're going to shoot off in a minute. Dunk, thank you ever so much as ever, mate. Um, brilliant analysis from you as always. Never failed to disappoint me, uh, fella. So thank you very much. Right. Um, tomorrow night, eight o'clock as always, TMA Sunday Night Live, where you will control the topics. We will discuss them. Uh, photo bombing by the dog there as well. Um, so he's, he's getting he's getting all relaxed. He's probably getting relaxed already to, uh, for tomorrow night. So that's eight o'clock. We'll post up the uh, topic thread as always. So get through all your topics for tomorrow night with myself, the young man Dino, and Canadian Darren, including beer of the week and also moves. Fantastic um, moves news coming up tomorrow night as well. Uh, the last podcast before Christmas that will be Thursday or Friday of this week. We'll be previewing the game on Boxing Day at the Vic, uh, like we've already mentioned, um, between the Hornets and Millwall. So, um, yeah, guys and girls, thank you ever so much. Like I say, if you haven't already, get over to TaylorMade Army TV on YouTube, subscribe to that, and obviously all the other social media channels. And um, Stan, cheers, mate. Still 5-3, I believe. Let's just check the quickly check the comments as well. Um, no, cheers. Nil-nil, uh, the players will be stuffed with turkey again. Um <laughs> Stan, thank you very much, mate. No, thank you for good score updates as well. Halsey, I will promise you we will not disappoint you tomorrow. We will be making sure we get the uh, beer of the week on from Canadian Darren. So, yeah, dunk, mate. Dunk and... Um, <laughs> great dancing <laughs> in the back. Brilliant. <laughs> it's, going, it's time to go. Right. Yeah, dunk, thank you very much, mate. Cheers, no fella. No worries. See you later, guys. Catch you later.